Welcome back to the Events for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we choose to cultivate deep relationships with our event attendees, clients, community, and yes, even ourselves. Because we know that truly impacting the world starts with relationships, not the balance of our bank accounts. I'm your host, Jen Murray, retreat planner and owner of Relate Escape. And I believe that events, like our lives and businesses, should be successful, fun, creative, and full of chocolate. Let's dig into today's episode. Hey there, friend. Welcome to today's episode. I am treating myself today while I'm recording this. I have my Yankee Candle going. It's caramel apple cake and it smells amazing. I don't know where your candle preferences lie, but I love the homey scents. So anything that makes me feel like I'm in a bakery (laughs) or the cinnamon one is my favorite as well. I love the chocolate one, but I never let myself buy it because being a chocoholic, I'm like, if I have that candle going, I'm going to want to eat chocolate a lot more than I already do. So I have to set limits there, but welcome to today's episode. We've made it. Uh, This is the last episode of the uh, year uh, because I don't do episodes on weeks where we have holidays because I believe that we should be resting and spending time with friends and family if we can. Uh, And so today's episode, we are going to talk about how to build up and start getting towards selling tickets to an event when you can't even set a date yet which probably sounds crazy, I'm sure. Okay, probably more crazy than the concept of the previous episode. And by the way, if you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, I encourage you to do that because these all work in tandem. So in episode 24, I covered several key reasons why retreats need to be your event model of choice moving forward. And that's especially true coming out of COVID, out of the pandemic. Although what I covered also applies if you're, you know, emerging from your own kind of personal crisis or a pivot point or another time of uncertainty. And I I included a lot of really good just event planning tips in that episode as well. So even if you're just kind of in a normal scenario, I would still recommend listening to that because I gave you some really, really good uh, ingenious tips. Okay, so if you're listening to this episode, before we move past COVID though, I definitely want you to go back and give that episode a listen. Then in episode 25, which was the previous episode, I walked through how to plan for a retreat even though we can't set a date yet, which sounds nuts, <laughs> right? How can somebody possibly plan a retreat without being able to select a date and a venue? I promise you, you can, you can get ahead of the game. And I laid out a specific process to do that. So today I'm going to bring this all home by discussing how we can build up to ticket sales to selling spots to that retreat again, without being able to set a date or a venue. And I know that sounds really illogical, but there's always different ways to approach things. And in challenging times or times when the norm just can't be quote unquote normal, we can adapt with some ingenuity, right? Remember the old saying, necessity is the mother of invention. That's what I'm tapping into today. Cause here, like here's how it normally goes, right? So you decide to host a retreat, host an event, 
You set a date on the calendar that works for your schedule and when you think people will want to attend. So you select that date, you book the venue, or at least select the venue, right? And then you plan out exactly what you're going to be presenting or teaching people or helping them work on, depending on how you're formulating your retreat. And then you start selling tickets or spots. And when you start selling, this can usually include things like running Facebook ads, uh, just in general, or to, to your audience, you know, flooding your Instagram with stories and posts, sending out emails to your list. You can even approach, you know, your most, you know, gung-ho or loyal clients one-on-one and, you know, offer them an early bird option. Whatever your methods of choice, right, you're usually doing one or a few of these things and you're usually in straight up sales mode because it's, I have this event, I need to sell spots. But in the situation that we're currently in, or the one that you're personally in that might be similar if you're listening to this past COVID, we can't start at the typical square one, right? We can't book a date yet because we, we don't know what the you know future holds exactly, what's the timeline for uh, when we're able to hold an event again. We can't set a date, that means we can't book a venue. And we might have some idea or plan of what we'll be teaching or what we'll be offering or the activities we'll be doing what that retreat is about, but we can't get a sale without a time and a place, at least. So sending out an email to your list, you know, advertising your retreat on, you know, productivity or whatever your niche is, isn't going to mean much when it's this nebulous of a concept, right? That this retreat's gonna take place someday. So this can sometimes include even having a uh, a waiting list, right? Trying to get uh, a specific group to be interested, but it's still, you can only go so far with that because without being able to have details that lead to the sale, it's it's just kind of like a one step and then stop. So all that to say the normal methods of getting people to come to your retreat to buy those spots isn't going to work, right? Like that's pretty obvious. But just because the normal methods don't apply, it doesn't mean that our options are zero. So when it comes to events, guys, there are usually three things that draw people in. One, they're drawn to the location and venue, although sometimes that's that's a secondary draw, unless they really, really just wanna go wherever you're happen to be hosting your event. Two, they're attracted to whatever you're teaching or how you're gonna help them or their business. And three, they're drawn to the relational aspect. This is especially true for us online businesses. They want to see you in 3D, relate to you in person, get that one-on-one connection and help time. And then they also wanna connect with other attendees but you're, you're the main draw, right? If, if they wouldn't want to want to spend time with you relationally in some capacity, they probably wouldn't be interested in coming to your event, even if they get to relate and spend time with other people. So right now, we can't sell number one, which is the location or venue, at least not specifically. If you can't book a specific venue, you, you would have to keep it very general and say, we're gonna have this retreat on the beach. But that's still very, you know, nebulous. There's, it's not concrete, so you can't, can't really sell that. 
and we can we can start talking about number two which is what we'll be offering at the retreat what the topic is or what we're going to be focusing on but it's still not a hardcore selling point yet so those two we can't really do a whole lot with however number three relationships the relational aspect that's something we can work with we can use this time right now to solidify and strengthen those relationships with the clients that are very warm leads or almost clients who we know are just right there ready to become clients. And then, then when we're able to actually put that retreat on the calendar and make it happen, which if you listen to the previous episode where I laid out that high level plan and how to do that, you'll be able to put that retreat on the books fairly quickly because you'll be ahead of the game. You'll be prepared. And then we can connect the relational work that we've done now with the location and venue and what we're offering. So think of it like this. Think of like putting three puzzle pieces together. The first piece is the relational work. Then comes the second piece, which is the focus of the retreat, what you're offering or teaching. And then when the time comes to execute, the third piece is the date, the venue, the location, and all of that good stuff. Does that make sense? So you can also look at it as if the relational work is the foundation, and then the other two parts are built on top of it. So I'll go into more detail here in a minute and, and give more clarity. But, but before that, I also just want to put out there that focusing on relationships is going to bear more fruit than just event sales, which makes this even more of a win-win strategy. Because not every person you focus on will end up at your retreat. I mean, that's just ratios and reality. But every person will benefit. And as a result, your business will benefit because the stronger your client relationships or potential client relationships, the more that results in the sales of your programs and courses and getting quality referrals and so on. So there's, there's really no great downside to this. And I just wanted to take a moment to add that disclaimer that there's actually a lot of fruit that can come from this besides working towards filling your retreat spots. Okay. So what exactly do I mean by focusing on relationships? What does that entail from a practical standpoint? Because if you know me, I'm all about practicality. If I can't practically implement it, I don't waste my time with it, <laughs> right? So what, is, like, what does this mean in real life? It boils down to two very key but simple things. One, investing or investment. And two, standing out. If you listen to the last episode, episode 25, I explained that part of putting together your retreat plan is coming up with a list of names, people who you think would be extremely open or highly likely to buy a spot at your retreat when the time comes. You can of course open to offer spots to people outside of that group when the time comes, but because I want you to be able to be ahead of the game, I, you know, I talked about putting together the list of most likely candidates. So these people can be, they can be current clients. They can be fellow entrepreneurs that you have connections with. They can be raving fans. 
you know, people who are potential clients, they've kind of been orbiting your sphere for a while. They just haven't bought, you know, like a, a product or a service yet, but they're just right there on the fence. Okay, the big idea is to cultivate these relationships by investing and standing out in a way that lays the groundwork for attending your retreat. So when it's time to put out the ask, the ask and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm holding this retreat. Do you want to, you know, or do you want to attend, you know, putting that out there? That ask is laid on a solid and, and a differentiating foundation. And again, this can bear fruit in other areas too. I mean, cultivating relationships in business is always a plus, but you're gonna have that stronger and more distinct connection and be way more top of mind when it comes to retreats and other things, okay? And this is also key because when the end of the pandemic is in sight, the event space is going to ramp up all at once, meaning people are going to have a bunch of choices at the same time, and they are also going to be dying for in-person connection. I think we all can attest to that personally. We are ready for some in-person time. We are ready for some travel. We are ready for some new experiences, some fun experiences, right? It's just human nature that when we've been denied or we've been unable to attain something for a long period of time, and then suddenly we can fulfill that again, it's going to be a major desire. It's going to be a top priority, but there's going to be plenty of options for people when that time comes for a good while. But if you've been building a deeper relational rapport and leading up to your retreat, that makes in a way that makes it seem like it's a natural next step, you're going to be way ahead of the game. So let's dig into how exactly you can invest and stand out when it comes to your relationships with this particular group of people. Okay, investing. What does this look like? Okay, well, we all know relationships require some sort of investment, right? And that's just it has to happen in order for them to build and grow and just continue to flourish. Now, okay, I'm going to pause here a second to add a disclaimer. <laughs> I'm not saying that you aren't already investing in your clients or other relationships. Okay, if you're a related escape business, I know that relationships are they are your jam, they are your bread and butter. You understand that they are just core to really impacting the world, so they hold priority for you. What I am saying is that it's just time to get more focused and intentional with certain relationships. And again, I'm speaking with that list of people that you made as part of your event plan that I shared in the previous episode, okay? The people that are high, uh, you know, highly likely to want to attend your retreat when the time comes to be able to offer it. So, you know, like running a business on top of just doing life requires a lot of time and energy and we have a lot to do. And maybe your particular business is flourishing more than ever during this period than it was pre-pandemic. So I know that with large to-do lists and a bunch of life tasks, a lot of times relationships can fall at the wayside or they just end up not being a top priority. That's just life. But I want us to change that. Uh, investing in these relationships is good business. It's going to bear fruit in multiple ways. But I think one of the things this period has taught us 
is the irreplaceable value of relationships. So this is the perfect time right now, coupled, you know, with a, a valid reason to wanting to fill seats at your retreat to double down on certain relationships. And again, I mean certain relationships because we're busy, right? I'm not saying that you should be doing this with all 500 people on your email list, just that specific group. And in a minute here, I'm going to share some practical examples and explain how exactly you're going to invest with those folks. Now we have investing and then we have standing out. As I mentioned a moment ago, when this pandemic ends, people are going to have their choice of events and they're going to be asking themselves why they should attend your event over someone else's. And that's a question they might not even ask during normal times. But this, is, this may be something you're, that are, they're going to ask then because there's going to be a ton of choices. And part of their decision-making process is going to be what the focus of their treat is, right? What do they need for their business? However, if you've made that list of people who are, let's call them hot leads for your event, then I'm, if you've gone that process, and again, go back and listen to the previous episode when I talk about how to compile that list, then most likely the people on that list are eager for what you have to offer already, especially if you've done some research. Then there's the venue and location, right? So let's say they're fine with what you what you have to offer they, that's right up their alley, it's what they need. They might look at the venue and location. now. The last thing that you typically want when trying to fill an event is having your potential attendees be looking to make a decision based on that criteria. For one thing, it takes the focus of the decision-making process away from the things that really matter. And for another, you know, and as a result, actually it becomes a comparison between you and other events, which you can't control. However, you can control how much you stand out before they even receive the offer or the opportunity to attend your retreat or other retreats. So in other words, you can control how much you already stand out before they even have the ability to, uh, or the option of looking at all those different choices before that becomes open to everybody. You can, can situate yourself as somebody different who goes the extra mile, who has invested and pursued and gotten creative, who has purposely built a deeper rapport and showed how much you value them in ways that other people haven't. Okay, so we want to invest and we want to stand out. Now let's look at how we do that practically. How do you invest and how do you stand out? Okay, first, Again, I want to acknowledge the reality that we all have businesses to run and life to do. We're taking relationships seriously here, but we also need to be realistic. Second, we need to invest in people and stand out in a way that's not, you know, heavily time consuming, consuming, excuse me, or energy draining, right? I, I especially hear you fellow introverts, okay? So in other words, this is something that you're supposed to do to help your business. I don't want this to be this uh, overwhelming task that is just further draining you, okay? That's not what I want. So here, based based on that, 
And based on what we want to derive from all of this, here's what I mean when it comes to investing and standing out in your relationships. First, first step, from a logistical and communication standpoint, take that group that you're focusing on, that list of people, and bring them together in a special way. Now, by logistically, I mean actually creating a separate space for that group and letting them know that you're intentionally creating that group because you want to pour into them more deeply. Make them feel exclusive, make them feel loved on and served in a bigger way. Now, what that looks like is up to you. I think people at this point are pretty Facebooked out. So you might want to consider alternatives if that's, you know, if you're just at that point. I think uh, I'm not suggesting that you have to do a Facebook group. Uh, there's pl other platforms such as Mighty Works, which might be an option. There's an entrepreneur I know that she actually got, poor thing, her Facebook got hacked. And so she used Mighty Works to, to create a group to bring some of her followers in and I was one of those and so I'm just I'm somewhat familiar with the program but it's nice because I don't have to be on Facebook I've I'm still off of social media and so I can but I can still be in this group of people and there's only I think at the most there's like a hundred of us so it's a smaller group it's not as overwhelming and uh you know we can still connect and chat you know doing IMs and other things that you can do on Facebook but it's you don't have to get sucked into Facebook, right? So consider using like a special platform to, you know, even even just for the sake of not not touching the whole we're doing another Facebook group thing, which I think is a sore point with everybody. We're kind of again, we're all Facebooked out, but think of some way to create, you know, bring that community together in a special way. You know, if you don't have the time to or, or the team members to facilitate another community platform, consider creating a special email list just for the people that you want to uh, bring into this community, the people on your list. The drawback is they won't be allowed, you know, be able to talk with each other. But again, it's about what you can realistically handle and you can still go above and beyond in that relationship by making sure that they feel special and that, Brings us to the communication aspect. Again, you wanna make it very clear that you're assembling something special. If you can't do everybody together on a group platform, then, and you're targeting, targeting them individually, say an email, then just make it that you're, you're individually pulling out certain people to purposely deepen your level of service and your relationship. So just make it an individual message versus a community message, if that makes sense, right? Let them know that you have plans in mind, you know, beyond just the current time frame. that this is the start of something that's going to continue. It's the first piece. And also just as a side note, part of this can be how, you know, how you choose to deliver the message is, um, it can, it can be done uniquely, and I'm gonna dig into that here in a minute. Um, but think about how, like, just think about how you choose to deliver the message. There are, I think we sometimes we get into the flow of certain ways that we've been doing, but again, this is the time we think out of the box, and I have an out-of-the-box out of solution, excuse me, which I will go to into here in a second, all right? So firstly, we want to, 
tackle things from a logistical and communication standpoint. So figure out what you can do to, can you bring these individuals together in a special group on a platform? If not, bring them together on an email list, uh, but still tackle them with a special message, just you know, word it to the individual versus the group. Uh, secondly, you want to adopt a serving mindset. Now, I'm not saying you have to completely forget about the sales aspect, and I'm also not suggesting that you don't normally come from a place of serving. We just need to flip the balance a bit here. We need to be more serving first until we can sell. So once you've created or assembled this group in whatever way works for you, you need to pour into them by serving, but in a smart and efficient way, because again, while we're taking this seriously, this isn't something that's meant to add a large burden to your already busy schedule, right? This isn't meant to become like another thing that is just, it's hard for you to put on the calendar on your to-do list. We can rely on one of the best used tricks of the trade, which is repurposing content and add that with a bit of ingenuity. So what can you create from existing content that you can offer as a small freebie? So for example, I could take the outline for creating an event plan from the previous episode and create a fillable PDF workbook. So they so that people have an easy way to do that plan. They don't have to go back and take notes from the podcast. And this would actually be really, really easy for me to do because confession, I actually write out a fairly substantial outline for each episode. So for me, it would literally be a matter of copy, paste, put it in a design, uh, which is also easy for me because I'm a graphic designer, that's my background, and done, right? And I could just offer that up to them as a special freebie, a special gift. Or also, Look at new ways to offer them help. Is there a different way to support them, you know, through a free or low cost call that you haven't done before? Meaning what unique needs do they have at this point or that you haven't addressed before? And again, think outside of the box, right? Because you want to you wanna make yourself different from other people. So can you bring in some guest experts? Can you bring in someone to... Donate, uh, donate time to help them with a task, a certain thing that they're struggling with, or you want them to, a hurdle you want them to get over. If you're, depending on where your budget is as a business owner, can you give them with a few hours with your VA or team's time just to an extra way to level them right now, especially if you're listening to this during the pandemic, because a lot of entrepreneurs, they have children at home right now, and you know they might not have the budget to hire a VA, like what can you do to that's out of the box that ways to just love on them but also in ways that isn't going outside your budget it's not adding you know a whole new plethora of things to what you're doing just take what you have available and just start thinking outside of the box and looking at what other needs that they have that may not be you know normally just like right in the middle of your niche However, that being said, I also want you to think about what you intend to offer at your retreat, what that focus is. It's a certain, you know, 
issue about productivity, it's putting together a health plan, you know, helping with copywriting, whatever that is. Think about that and you can also work backwards. So in other words, what things can you offer now that naturally lead up to that offer for a spot at the retreat? You can also even use this as an opportunity to do market research if you haven't done that already to validate your idea. So if people in this group are just really chomping at the bit, like you know you have something, you have the best idea for your retreat and it should be a really easy sell or at least the easiest possible coming out of this season. And if not, then you have an opportunity to determine what this group needs beforehand so you can fix it. You actually have like this this unique period of time where you can come up with that perfect retreat idea. You can uh, just do some market research and, and figure out what exactly they need, what's, what's really gonna hit the mark. Okay, thirdly, lastly, when it comes to investing in your relationships and standing out, I want you to reconsider your client gift game. Don't have a client gift game? <laughs> if you were just like, what? A client what? A gift what? Okay, it might be time to implement one. And when I say gifts, I'm talking about physical gifts. This is something a lot of related skate businesses already do or want to do because they just value relationships so much. The trouble is though, and I've had several people uh, you know, come to me asking for help or just talking to me about it because of what I do, it can be difficult to find items that just fit the bill that align with your brand, they communicate what you want to communicate, um, that don't disappear because uh, stores, you know, decide to suddenly not carry things anymore. So there's that frustration or that challenge. And then there's also, I've, I've seen entrepreneurs say that their clients are getting the same or similar gifts from other entrepreneurs. So clients are getting basically the same gift from multiple people, which kind of ruins the point of giving a gift, right? If you if you give a gift to somebody, you want it to be something they don't already have. Because think how like think how powerful getting a physical gift is, right? It's just completely different than getting something digital, which is basically our world nowadays, right? Basically everything is digital especially right now during the pandemic, right? Like we're, we, we have to social distance. So, but like nothing shows people that you truly care more than a unique, like heartfelt physical gift that you've selected yourself because you've put thought into it. It has intention behind it. It has your heart behind it. You've invested in it with money, whether it's big or small. So when you're thinking about being more relational with this particular group, and again, I'm, I'm not talking about every client you've ever had. I'm not talking about the 500 people on your email list. I'm not even talking about like the 300 people on your Facebook group. I'm just talking about this list of like 20 to 30 people, maybe more, but 20 to 30, I think is what I recommended in the um, podcast, at least 25 that you want to really hone in on. And so I want to, I want you to think about being more relational with this particular group of investing more and standing out as somebody who's different. And a great way to do that is to consider your gift game and it doesn't need to be expensive. Again, I'm not saying that you should go outside of your budget. You could just start with a greeting card, you know, send it to communicate that you want them to be part of this special group 
uh, whether you're actually forming, you're putting everybody in a group platform or you're just targeting everybody individually through email because you don't have the ability to do that. Just send them a physical card as, as sort of a invitation or just a special way to say, this is, you know, I'm, I'm, I have put you in this special group that I really want to serve and uplift and uh, I have special things planned, right? They're special. So you could send them something small like a, you know, a custom notebook with a personal message or some other small gift. And, you know, add things here and there if your budget allows, even if it's just cards every once in a while, just to stand out. Because phys like physical items, they have memories attached to them in a way that's just more powerful than digital things, right? It's something that actually physically exists in their office or on their fridge or what have you. It's a physical reminder of you and how much you value their relationship. And that's something that's gonna set you apart. And, and again, I want this to be something that doesn't take away from your precious, uh, excuse me, precious. <laughs> I'm so excited, I can't talk. From your time and energy, okay? So I have done the hard work. I have gotten ahead of this part of the game for you so that you can be ahead of the game. And I have created the perfect solution to help you do this. In last month, uh, I officially launched the Relate Escape online store. And it's a place where you can buy a variety of uh, client gifts. So each design that you see on that uh, storefront, whatever it, it's showing up as, if it's showing up as a greeting card, it's showing up as a mug, have a little zipper pouch, whatever. All those designs, which have been created by yours truly, they're all originals, so you're not going to find them anywhere else. They're available, uh, most of them, somewhere between 20 and 30 different products. So you go on there, you find a design that you like. It's available on everything from greeting cards, stickers, and magnets of different sizes, to tote bags, little zipper pouches, uh, several types of mugs, water bottles, uh, there's two types of notebooks. If you want to get really uh, snazzy, there's even framed art. There's home decor items, like little decorative items they can put in their office, and a ton of other things, okay? So again, going back to starting with sending a card, you could get a card, you could get a sticker or a small magnet to put in the card, send it to these clients that you're pulling into this special group, I would also say this is a good way, just as a side note, as you bring in new clients, uh, just thinking outside of this particular uh, podcast content, the um, the point of this podcast, that's a great way to, to welcome new clients, right? Whether they've bought a course, um, I suppose if they come in on a really high ticket mastermind is something of that sort, you would want something a little more substantial than a greeting, just a greeting card but you can start there, okay? And also, just FYI, when we can start doing our retreats, you can also buy items to use as event decor and event swag when you make your swag bags. So uh, for decor, we have pillows, we have shower curtains with client motivational sayings. I mean, how many times do us ladies go to the, <laughs> the restroom when we're at, at somewhere? Uh, there's aprons. So just things that, you know, for example, if you're renting an Airbnb and especially if it's one that doesn't really have a, 
like a particular aesthetic to it. You can dress it up with throw some motivational, you know, pillows on the couch, put up a motivational shower curtain, like just jazz things up a bit and make it more fun and create a positive atmosphere. And then you can also buy items to make the swag bags. And because each design, there's, you know, designs that coordinate and each design comes into, you know, 20 to 30 items, you can just you know, buy a tote bag off of this store and fill it with various items to make the swag bags, right? So again, these designs are all created by me. A lot of them are client specific. Oh, excuse me, client specific. <laughs> it's like, I'm so excited about the store. This is going to be so amazing for you guys. There's client specific designs, which means they actually have the word client in them, which is very, it's, it, basically impossible to find, right? Because the big box stores, they're trying to keep things like generic business to apply to all of the business world. And I may have made things that actually say client on them. So there's also uh, thank you cards or designs. There's holidays, there's multi-purpose ones. You have a ton of options, okay? Ton of possibilities when it comes to putting together client gifts. You can have them shipped directly to the client. You can ship them to, to your VA to be personalized and wrapped. Whatever your budget is, it's up to you. But there's a ton of products. And I've, you know, the store is hosted on a platform that I trust that I have bought. Most of the artwork in my apartment has come from <laughs> this platform. So I can attest personally to the quality of their products. This is not stuff that looks cheap or, you know, that it was just like it was an afterthought, this is, these are quality things. You get unique designs by me that you're not gonna find anywhere else that are made specifically for this purpose, with this purpose in mind, that you can always depend on being there because I control the store. And this platform is not known for just taking, you know, like we're just not gonna do mugs anymore. Like they just don't make decisions like that. If anything, they continue adding more products that the designs can be applied to. So you're always gonna have a dependable spot to go to. You're going to have the ability to ship directly to your um, clients or to ship to, to yourself or your VA. So go to relateescape.com store to learn more. And I want you to seriously consider doing this. Again, start with a box of greeting cards. That's, you know, greeting cards and some stickers. That's not, that's not gonna cost you a lot, but monetarily, but just think about how many clients, like, or yourself as a client, when have you gotten a client gift? And if on the, on the off chance that you have, how did that make you feel? And how, how did that just strengthen the connection to your, uh, to your coach or whoever it was that you bought from? And so they sent you that gift, right? Like it makes you stand out in a tangible, physical way. And if you do that, and work that into the other things that you're doing to serve and provide value and just you know cultivating those relationships and creating a natural pathway up to when you can offer the retreat when we're able to put something on the calendar you're going to be so ahead of the game and even if again realistically not everybody is going to buy into your retreat because people's schedules or things like that but that is some amazing fruit that's some amazing fruit that's gonna be in your business and it's gonna come back to you somewhere, somehow, right? So you're gonna stand out from all the other people that are you know, hosting retreats. You're going to improve your chances of selling out that event. And you're also going to be 
putting in a bunch of seeds to bear fruit for your business in a bunch of different ways. And I have created a store for you to help you do that. Uh, I'm continually adding designs, so you know, check back often. Again, relatescape.com slash store. Guys, I am so excited to see what you do with this. Uh, send me an email. Uh, you can send me Jen with two N's at relatescape.com. Let me know what you've done. Send me shots of the stuff that you have put together. I'm really interested to know what's happening. And I am excited to see what the next year holds. So have a happy holiday, uh, rest of our holiday season. Stay safe, stay well, and just know that I am thinking of you and I will talk to you very soon. Hey lady, very briefly before we go, I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you gleaned a ton of wisdom and comfort, maybe even some confirmation from it. And I want to ask your help in getting this podcast into the hands or phones of more women just like you. So if you could, please just hop over on iTunes and leave a short review and let other women know what you have enjoyed or or gotten out of this podcast. I might even read it on the air, you never know, but it's my goal to help as many entrepreneurs as possible and your words as always could be powerful in achieving that. Thanks and look forward to seeing you next time.